WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. Hello again, Illuminati. So we have reached the go-home episode of SmackDown for Survivor Series. And again, this has been a terrible build for this weekend's event. Now, I will say some of the stuff that happened this past Friday night is probably what should have happened in the first place for the Survivor Series build. Look, I understand we are smack in the middle of the social media age. However, since those men's and women's team Survivor Series matches were announced on Twitter, uh, what was it, November 6th, um, the actions that have taken place following those announcements have proven without question that it was a bad idea in the first place to announce those uh, teams on Twitter. If you're not convinced, go back and watch Raw and SmackDown in the last two weeks. Enough said. Really, enough said. Uh, anyways, let's talk about SmackDown. So, uh, the SmackDown Go Home episode starts out uh, with Roman Reigns. Uh, well, actually, the Usos are out first. And they are basically, uh, they've set up these, uh, basically the items that they stole from Xavier Woods last uh, last Friday night when Xavier Woods and Roman Reigns had the match, um, you know, for who would be, I, I guess, I, I, don't, I don't really know, but it seems like it was for who was going to wear the crown. But I don't know if that's the way it was actually announced last week. But anyway, they have the throne, they have the scepter, they have the crown, they have the robe all in the ring. And then Reigns comes out and, you know, they start, you know, talking about everything that's going to happen at Survivor Series. They do their posturing with, you know, the match between Big E and Roman Reigns and, and you know, uh, 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 Paul Heyman is doing his normal stuff as far as, you know, uh, you know, giving, pre- what is it, spoilers instead of predictions, I guess, and everything. And now it appears that obviously Roman Reigns has a new title. On top of the head of the table and the tribal chief, he's now the tribal king. So finally out comes Xavier Woods, who is still, I guess, known as King Woods. And by the way, I still don't like the King Woods. I like King Xavier. But like I said, that's just my personal preference. I think Xavier sounds a little bit more majestic than King Woods. So anyway, um, and Woods basically tells him, yeah, you got all my stuff there in the ring, but you know, they're just possessions. They don't actually, it's not actually what makes a king. And and he says, what makes a king is knowing that you're doing good for the WWE universe. Okay, fair point. That's a fair point. And then, and then Woods says if Reigns was a king for what he did last week, he'd face Woods like a man and settle this man-to-man with Woods. So basically Woods challenges Reigns to a match uh, this evening. So um, basically what he and in, in, then basically what Reigns uh, instructs the Usos to do is basically destroy everything in the ring that they just brought in the ring. You know, they, they, you know, throw the robe down, they throw the, uh, the throne down, they, uh, you know, break the scepter in half over one of their knees. And then, 
as Roman Reigns is getting ready to stomp the crown, uh, you know, because obviously they're doing this to taunt Woods, is he runs down to the ring and, you know, Roman Reigns kind of fakes him out and doesn't, you know, doesn't stomp it at first. But then they, uh, Woods comes down and he gets a beat down for his troubles. And then finally Roman Reigns uh, stomps the crown and destroys it. So I guess we're going to find out because I don't know in that first uh, first thing, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that Reigns actually at first uh, accepted uh, Woods' challenge, but I'm sure obviously in some sort of capacity it would go down. Um, so then we've, so now uh, we get to the next, we get to the next uh, announcement and basically, uh, or the next match. And basically I feel like this is one of the examples of st- something that should have happened from the start when they were promoting Survivor Series. And that this is a qualification match for the empty slot now on Team SmackDown that was once held by Sami Zayn. So you got Sheamus, Cesaro, Ricochet, and Jinder Mahal all fighting for that last position in the Team SmackDown. Now, personally, I think that's what it should have happened since day one. They should have just done qualification matches instead of announcing the teams on Twitter. Uh, That would have been a lot more interesting, probably would have made the build a lot better. Uh, There would have been a story behind the matches, um, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I think they should have done in the first place. And I think, uh, you know, it's not groundbreaking. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there that agree with me, Uh, but that's the way it should have gone down. So before we get to that match, Xavier Woods is backstage and Kayla Braxton comes back up to interview him. And he was really, really selling that beat down that he got and, um, you know, he, he hopes Roman Reigns will accept his challenge and, you know, he will make Roman pay. And he also made at some point during the evening, he said, you know, Roman can't do anything without the Usos, you know, so he was actually challenging Roman to come out there without the Usos and, you know, face him one-on-one without the outside, uh, interference and the outside distractions. So we'll see, you know, how that goes. Well, anyway, then we get to the the matchup of the four individuals that are fighting for the last spot on Team SmackDown. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, not a bad match. And like I said, these are the type of matches I think that should have gone on anyway to qualify for the Survivor Series teams. And Sheamus ends up getting the victory. Uh, like I said, Sheamus returns. I think he returned last Friday and now all of a sudden he finds himself on Team SmackDown. And he actually earned it the old-fashioned way. He earned it. So, um, uh, but <laughs> but when I mean the old-fashioned way, uh, Ridge Hollins, uh, Ridge Holland, I'm sorry, Ridge Holland actually uh, helped him out a little bit to get that victory. He created a distraction. Um, he also, uh, I guess because it was a fatal four-way he all, it was also no disqualification, so Ridge Holland was actually able to interfere on Sheamus's behalf and get him the win. So Sheamus is basically on Team SmackDown because of Ridge Holland for the most part. Um, and like I said, it appears right now it looks like the uh, Ridge Holland and Sheamus uh, alliance is alive and well, and it looks like that's the way they're going with this. Uh, maybe I don't know if there'll be a tag team. I don't know what's going to happen, but. We'll see how, how it goes on. So, um, so like I said, we, we have now f- figured out the last member of Team SmackDown for the men's side. Okay, so K 
Kayla is now backstage with Jeff Hardy, and uh, he is going in a match with, uh, I believe, with uh, Happy Corbin uh, this evening. And he, uh, he, but basically, Happy Corbin and Moss approach him uh, uh, backstage during this interview and make basically make a redneck joke. And I guess that's because, I guess that's because Jeff Hardy's from North Carolina, you know. I guess it's close to close to me as well, you know, since I'm from Virginia. So, you know, we're kind of in the same area and stuff. So I don't know, but I guess they decided that a redneck joke was appropriate, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, um, so basically, uh, where, where I think this is, this is interesting that this has gone awry as far as the teams for SmackDown and raw is instead of building something to make them a team for each brand, Basically, Raw and SmackDown has been put against each other, so they're more divided than ever, and that's what bothers me about the brand, uh, the brand stuff now. Is it's like I said, a lot of people have said it's outdated. It's not even appropriate for these days, uh, just because. First of all, all year we haven't even seen anything that actually resembles uh, any type of brand. Uh, I guess in any type of brand rivalry, like I said, the two, the same two people, as I said, as I said this past week, the, the same two people run raw and SmackDown. So Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville both run both shows. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's just confusing to me. So anyway, um, uh, it looks like Hardy is going to go against happy Corbin, uh, tonight, or maybe or I, I actually, I, I don't remember what they said, but I think it was, I think it was Happy Corbin he was going against, but no, I'm sorry, it's Madcap Moss. I'm sorry, I got I got my episodes mixed up. So it's Madcap Morris, uh, Madcap Morris, Madcap Moss. <laughs> he's going against. I, I am like tongue tied today. So he would go against Madcap, Madcap uh, uh, Moss later on in the show. All right, so uh, basically, so then Ridge Holland and Sheamus have a. Uh, uh, he he says that. Um, he basically, oh, I, I'm sorry, Sheamus' return was this was this week. I'm sorry, and he, and he ended up on Team SmackDown. So even more impressive, he, he returns this week after a little bit of a hiatus, and then he gets a, he gets a, a shot on, uh, on Team SmackDown. I, I, like I said, I apologize, guys. I got my episodes of SmackDown kind of mixed up here. So, yeah, so, um, so basically now we have the complete uh, team for Team SmackDown for Survivor Series. And, uh, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Now, next match is, of course, another uh, situation where I feel like this is kind of interesting. So right now Aaliyah and Naomi are taking on Shayna Baszler and Natalya. Now, this was sort of a weird uh, weird match, in my weird, weird match, in my opinion. Uh, basically, Aaliyah and Naomi are pretty much, you know, they're kind of – not I won't say they're dominating the match, but they definitely have an upper hand in the match, and uh, you know are pretty much you you think they're on their way to victory and stuff like that. But then again, uh, uh, Baszler, you know Natalia quickly covers uh, Naomi, or yeah, Naomi quickly covers Naomi, and then the referee gives a quick count, and and it's and it's over. So now we see that now there's crooked referees now in, uh, involved in this storyline. So, uh, so basically, Naomi and Aaliyah, who've been left off of Team SmackDown for the ladies, uh, basically now have lost a controversial match. Uh, so, so now we come to 
the Jeff Hardy versus Madcap Moss match. Uh, you know, of course, Jeff Hardy originally comes out by himself, and we all know that wherever Madcap Moss is, uh, Happy Corbin is not far behind, and vice versa. So basically, uh, so basically, Jeff Hardy gets some backup, and he has Drew McIntyre join him on uh, uh, at ringside. Now, this is interesting too because, like I said, Team SmackDown. You've got Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy, which are members of Team SmackDown, taking on Happy Corbin who's a team member of Team SmackDown. Now, Madcap Moss is not officially a, a member of Team SmackDown, but he will be at ringside for that match, you know, to support Happy Corbin. So, again, putting the teams against each other. I, 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 like I said, they could have been doing this. They could have been building the brand rivalry, even if it was just for the last few weeks. They could have at least been doing that for Survivor Series. But instead, they want to put the, you know, they want to put the teams against each other because Adam Pearce says it's quote unquote competition, good competition to make them stronger for the matches. No, it's not. It's going to make it chaotic uh, on Sunday. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, in the meantime, before this match starts, uh, Sami Zayn's backstage, and of course he's upset for being taken off of Team SmackDown. But then Sonya Deville says, you know, he's she's making a 25th anniversary. Uh, you know, The Rock's 25th anniversary of his uh, debut on the Survivor Series, 1996, and he's gonna, she's going to make a 25-man battle royal, and he's going to be in the 25-man battle royal, and if he wins the battle royal, he'll be associated with The Rock. And I was like, really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> that was a little bit of brainwashing, I think, in my opinion. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, you know, I'm really actually getting sick of battle royals, especially like this. It's like you take the rest of the talent that you're not using and you just stick them in a battle royal and the battle royal, everybody will forget about it in like a couple months. I don't care what you slap onto it. I don't care if you slap on, you know, Andre the Giant. That might be the one exception because a lot of people do remember who wins the Andre the Giant. But I'll be honest with you, in recent years, I don't think people have – uh, remembered. I think they remember who won like the first, you know, couple. And that was what Cesaro won the first one. And I think Big Show won the second one. But after that, I mean, who won it? I know Baron Corbin won one, but did he win the third or did he win the fourth? I'm not really sure. So, um, so again, these battle Royals, I think they're just an easy, and, and, and we all know barring anything, the barring most things that, that the battle Royal is going to end up on the pre-show. We all, we all kind of see that coming. So anyway, uh, but in the meantime, the bigger part of this whole backstage thing is that the referee who was the mat, who was the referee for the match between Natalia and Shayna Baszler and Aaliyah and um, uh, Naomi walks up and says, did I do a good job? <laughs> and then Sonya Deville acted like she didn't know what the heck was going on. She scorned the referee, saying she didn't associate with crooked referees and stuff like that. So obviously there's something brewing there. Um I don't know if it's a great storyline. Maybe we might see a payoff from it because um, now it seems like not only does Sonya Deville have an issue with Naomi, but she also has an issue with Aaliyah, and maybe it's because they're of their relationship together. I'm not sure. I have no idea where this is headed, so we'll have to see. Uh, so anyway, we get into the Jeff Hardy versus Mad Cat Moss uh, match, and actually now with Drew McIntyre at ringside, Jeff Hardy actually does win this match. Um and of course, he and uh, McIntyre celebrate in the ring, as uh, and, and as they're celebrating, uh, Corbin comes in and tries to uh, and uh, levels Jeff Hardy, but then um, 
or no, tries to tries to level Jeff Hardy, but McIntyre gets him with a Claymore kick, and that's all she wrote. Uh, uh, and then Ma, and then McIntyre also takes out uh, takes out Moss as well. So basically, uh, and then Jeff Hardy gets a few licks in himself. He gets a Swanton bomb on Moss, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much the way that ends. So again, more chaos for the teams. Um, so. Basically, uh, uh, what is it? Um, what is it? Uh, Paul Heyman, you know, and, and the and the Bloodline are now backstage, and uh, they basically he basically uh, Kayla Braxton comes up and she basically wants to know, um, you know, wants to know if if you know Roman is going to accept Xavier Woods' challenge, um, and basically. Uh, Paul Heyman says, "Yeah, it's going to be accepted. We're going to we're going to take the challenge." Now, what was interesting about that whole segment too is before Kayla walked up, I don't know if most of you guys caught this, but um, Paul Heyman was on the phone and he said some something to somebody in, on the other end of the phone that the Travel Chief does not like surprises. Hmm, wonder what that means. I don't know. Is that a foreshadowing for something that's going to happen in the future? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. All right, so. Next up, we have the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura against Angel Garza, which I guess now they've decided that Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo don't need their last names anymore. So they're just going to be simply known as Angel and Umberto. Okay. You know, and they're, of course, together, they're the Los Lotharios, which, of course, sounds like it's like I, when I hear Lotharios, like I said, I, 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 Lotharios, or if I'm saying that right, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. But to me, it sounds like it's something that's lethargic. <laughs> so I don't know. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make fun of them or anything because I think they could be an incredible tag team. Um, but like I said, their name is, is just kind of weird to me, I guess. I guess it just doesn't roll off the tongue and it sounds like other words and, you know, it, it, it's interesting. So I'm not sure. So um, now if you remember... This is kind of a revenge match for Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, and obviously Rick Boogs is, Boogs is not a, me- uh, a member of this or not in this match. But remember, uh, Umberto and Angel cost Shinsuke and Rick Boogs the uh, what was it the Tricker Tricker Street Fight uh, a few weeks ago on Halloween, and uh, or for the Halloween episode, and so this was a little bit of a. Uh, return match on that and Shinsuke Nakamura actually gets the win uh but again the match didn't really mean much um because like I said it's not a Survivor Series build uh Shinsuke is going against Damian Priest and nothing there so this match was kind of just like a warm-up match for Shinsuke for this weekend but but I'll be honest with you who what are the what two champions have been more low-key in the last few weeks then Shinsuke Nakamura as the Intercontinental Champion and Damian Priest of the United States cha- as the United States Champion. And I won't even say a few weeks. I'll say like a few months these guys have, have not been, you know, it's it, it's like, yes, they've been wrestling on every show, but it's like the two titles that they hold are not even showcased. It's, it's, it's just weird to me. I don't know why. Titles are supposed to mean something, you know? So anyway, um... Now, also what happened, too, is once uh, Nakamura won this match, uh, Umberto uh, comes in and gets a cheap shot and, uh, and then quickly retreats and joins his partner on the ramp. And, and uh, I don't know, maybe you'll see some matches between these two teams on SmackDown later on after Survivor Series. I'm not sure. 
uh, but we'll see. Um, so we go backstage, and Shotzi and Sha- Sasha Banks are standing there, and Sonya Deville comes in here and sees things are getting getting heated between the two. So basically, she says, "All right, you know, you guys can take care of your bitterness and stuff tonight, but on Sunday you have to be a team." And in in fact, uh, after the after the match, you guys have got to straight shake hands and put it all behind you when this match is over, so you can concentrate on being on a, a team. Uh, come Survivor Series. So I guess Banks agrees to do that. So so it's Shotzi and Sasha in a match. Uh, this was actually a pretty it was actually a pretty decent match I think between the two competitors. Not a bad match, uh, but Sasha Banks a- actually ends up winning. Um, uh, t- with her submission, uh, the bank statement, and after the match, um, Shotzi and Banks are standing there in the middle of the ring. Banks offers her hand for a shake. Shotzi is hesitant at first, but she does shake her hand. But then Banks pulls her in and puts a backstabber, and you see that Sonya Deville is obviously, uh, you know, shaking her head and saying, you know, <laughs> like what, what the heck? But you know. As Banks is walking next, uh, walking by Deville up the ramp, she says, "Well, you did say I had to shake her hand. You didn't say I couldn't do anything after that. You just said I had to shake her hand after the match." So Sasha pulled a little bit of a, a hokey doke or something on her. So <laughs> anyway, um, so we get another uh, vignette of yeah vignette for Zia Lee, and it seems like they've changed the whole concept of what they're going to do with her so i have no idea what they're going to do with her now like the the vignette that we saw tonight has it it doesn't even resemble any of the vignettes we've seen before so i'm not even sure what's going to happen with this uh with this young lady at all so we'll see what happens um so then kayla braxton is backstage with tony storm who actually believe it or not was announced on social media (laughs) uh this past week that she was the new member of Team SmackDown that re- and she replaced Aaliyah, uh, so very uh, non. I don't know. It, it would it, you know no excitement to it, no build for it. Just Tony Storm out of the blue was just named to Team SmackDown. Um, but she did. She had confronted Charlotte Flair last week about getting opportunities at the SmackDown Women's Championship. She thinks Flair is dodging her. Um, she played a little bit into that tonight at the backstage interview. Flair did walk up and say, hey, you know, once I'm finished with Becky this weekend, you're next in line, and we'll see how that goes. And Tony Storm seems to be welcoming it, so we'll see what happens. All right, so we uh, we get back, and we're getting ready for what we think is going to be, and sorry if that spoiled it a little bit, but what we're thinking is going to be a, you know, Xavier Woods versus Roman Reigns match. Um, Reigns uh, comes out. You know, he comes out uh, with uh, Paul Heyman, and it looks like he's coming, you know, by himself. Well, with the exception of Heyman, he's coming by himself. And he, and, you know, Xavier is like, okay, you know, he's coming by himself. He's not bringing the Usos out here with him. Okay. But then it seems like uh, they stop about midway up the ramp, and all of a sudden, Paul Heyman is motioning for the Usos to come out. And nothing happens. So he keeps trying to get the Usos to come out come out you know but uh eventually what happens is you see the usos being thrown out into the entrance way so and obviously i think we know who was going to show up um and of course it was probably what most people expected but it seemed like everybody he got a good reception but big e shows up 
and um, he shows up, and so he uh, he doesn't really even the odds, obviously, because it's still three on two. But he does, uh, you know, he does make Xavier's chances a little bit better in dealing with the uh, bloodline. So basically, um, uh, what ends up happening is there's no match, and it's just basically the the two remaining members of uh, New Day, because obviously Kofi Kingston is not injured, uh, and the bloodline are just going back and forth. I think the Usos actually get the each of the Usos gets a big uh, a big ending, um, and Roman Reigns almost gets a big ending after giving Big E a Superman punch, and he was going for a spear. Big E had him up for the big ending, but he escapes at the last minute. And uh, I'll be honest with you, this build up here for Xavier uh, for Roman Reigns and Big E, if I had to pick a match that I thought had maybe the best build-up storyline-wise, I would say this is okay. I, I won't say it's great. I won't say it's awesome or spectacular. But I will say it's decent. Like, I'm wondering how they're going to finish this match. I'm wondering how what's going to happen during this match. Um, the other one that's obviously a little bit intriguing is the Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, since they have all that uh, animosity that everybody's talking about outside the ring, and it appears to be in real life. So, and a lot of people have said that they don't know who would lose to who in a match because, you know, both of them seem to be on a roll right now and who's going to take a loss at Survivor Series. So it's going to be interesting on how they end that match as well. So, um, but the rest of the matches, I mean, the tag team match between, you know, RK Bro and the Usos, eh, I don't know. The match between Damian Priest and Shinsuke, I already freaking, you know, talked about that a little bit. Uh, and then these Team Raw and Team SmackDown, uh, you know, survivor teams for the men and women, you know, there's no there's no brand rivalry this year. So it's almost like they don't mean anything. So I don't know. This has been a very, like I said from the beginning of the show, this has been a very bad, terrible build for Survivor Series. Um, if you remember, Survivor Series last year in 2020 was almost just as bad. It was almost. Now, I kind of gave him a pass last year because – it was, you know, we were fresh into COVID and we were in the pandemic and stuff. So, you know, some people were getting COVID, you know, we, we didn't have like a vaccine at that point. They were still in the Thunderdome, you know, all that stuff. So I kind of gave them a pass for a year, but now it seems like this year's Survivor Series is not, in fact, if I had to take a vote between the two, I would say Survivor Series last year during the, you know, the middle the the peak of the pandemic was actually better than this one this year. Where we're, where we where we seem to be coming, you know, although we're not there yet, but we're almost, you know, removed from the pandemic. So, I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what to say. I, I don't I don't really know what to say about this show. Obviously, I'll still watch because I'm a WWE fan, but because hopefully I, you know, you know what keeps me watching is hope. Hope is what keeps me watching. It. I'm hoping that maybe WWE is going to, you know, regardless of what the build has been. I'm hoping that they're going to do something that's going to be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, you know, hey, we might be on something here. And I will say they've done it a couple times this year, maybe, but it hasn't been very often. So I'm hoping, but like I said, my hope is still there. And as long as that's still there, I'm going to basically concentrate on that to see if, you know, we can get something good come out of this pay-per-view. There's also been speculation that maybe The Rock will show up in some sort of capacity I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, there's been rumors, but I haven't seen anything really concrete going around saying that he might be there. Uh, 
I'll be honest with you, other than his association with his 25th anniversary, you know, of his debut at the 1996 Survivor Series, I don't even see any reason for The Rock to be there, to be quite honest with you. And I know everybody's going to say, well, you know, they're going to set up Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. I don't think that's going down. I'll be honest with you, people. I don't think it's going down. I don't think it's going to be The Rock and Roman Reigns. I could be wrong, but like I said, I don't think that's what's going to go down. Uh, I think maybe WWE might have other plans. Whether we like them or not, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. So, anyway. So, that's that's how SmackDown ended uh, with Big E and Roman kind of having a stare down uh, at the end. So, we'll have to see what happens for Survivor Series. Uh, and, of course, speaking of Survivor Series, my next episode will obviously be the Survivor Series official preview. Um, and... And I'll give you my official picks for the matches, even though I don't know if it really matters that much. But <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and then, obviously, I'll do the recap after that, after the event. And uh, and like I told you guys, um, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a sabbatical, a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays. Uh, so the Survivor Series recap will more than likely be my last uh, episode until 2022 or right before 2022. Um, like I said, the goal is to be back you know, to maybe do something, probably a preview and a recap of the day one uh, pay-per-view on January 1st. Uh, but like I said, if I wanted to do a preview, I'd probably have to do it on the 31st. So maybe I'll come back for New Year's Eve. We'll see. Uh, that's the goal. Um, but the only other thing is if maybe War Games looks like it's going to be intriguing, I may come back in early December just for like a little special thing and maybe do a uh, maybe a couple episodes, a preview and a recap for uh, NXT War Games as well, if that tends up being a better show. Because who knows, that might be plugged a little bit better than Survivor Series. We don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the way this episode's going to end. Like I said, I'll see you, I'll see you a little while for my uh, Survivor Series uh, preview. So until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.